Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first ever Vint podcast. Um, We used to do something similar to these in Clubhouse, where each week we would highlight what we had accomplished in the last week, what was upcoming, new team members, what we've been working on internally to really promote transparency here, here at Vint. So we had heard from our community that sometimes it was tough to make Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. So we thought, why don't we just turn this into a podcast um, to keep our community informed, spreading transparency and trying to grow that community. So um, yeah, we will continue to do these once a week, highlight various things and the biggest updates of this week would be our fifth full-time team member joining us. Um, We're always looking for great talent and we had actually been recruiting this individual for five months. We took him out to lunch. We're like, yeah, you would be the perfect senior front-end dev to join the team and supplement Patrick on the tech team. And then we kept executing for five months. We were growing the platform Um, increasing the size of collection, number of investors, and we kept selling them out quick. And that convinced Josh Kreitz to join the Vint team. So he is our senior software engineer helping Patrick on the tech side. Uh, You all will be seeing a new Vint platform in in the coming days, which is really exciting. And he's another one of these A plus players that we're bringing to the team. So we're all we're all really pumped to get him yeah. on board. That's super exciting. Yeah, I can't can't wait to see what um, they come up with. So this week, next week, actually, our collection coming up is an on premiere, and that has to do with futures. Billy, can you talk to us a little bit about what that means? What it is to be Bordeaux futures. Yeah, and before before I dive in specific on Bordeaux futures, I'll uh, let Nick kind of slightly elaborate here on wine futures have been around in this on premier system for a um, hundred plus years. So one of the interesting things about futures is that it solves this problem, which is kind of inherent to the wine industry, where you are making this good and you are or taking fruit, turning it into a liquid that then has to age for two years. So if you think about it from a business perspective, that can be really challenging when you have to take all of this cash, buy the fruit, uh, and then age your inventory for two, um, sometimes longer um, number of years. So what the Bordeaux future system allows producers to do is When the liquid is in the barrel, they're able to pre-sell cases and bottles of these wines to investors, to consumers. Um, And it's a really, really interesting model um, that only exists in Bordeaux. Uh, It's a system that everybody has bought into over there. But the thing is, this is a challenge across the wine world. So everybody faces this challenge. It could be something pretty interesting that Vint explores in the future, but right now we're sticking with the traditional Bordeaux futures. Yeah. So thanks for that. So it it is really interesting that, you know, it's a problem that Vint, as we try to push the technology and the wine industry forward in general and kind of bring the wine industry into the next century, um, 
you know, we'll be looking to kind of see how we can optimize this because what, what this was for Bordeaux is actually not necessarily technological and advancement, but it were people like um, Philippe Rothschild, who was actually like looking forward and trying to see how could he better sell his wines. He was one of the first people to actually bring um, critics into the cellars to taste the wines while they were still in barrel and really allow people to kind of get a sense of how good the wines were going to be and for merchants to be able to buy wines ahead of time. Uh, so it's it's really interesting to picture, you know, in the late 50s and 60s that this was cutting edge wine technology um, and that we're still here today talking about how it's unique in the wine world. So the collection that's coming up next week that was curated looks very interesting and it's very different than what we've done before. There's quite a, a number of bottles from both the left and the right bank that you've included in there. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and how that collection came to be? Yeah, so we'll take one step back and talk about, you know, why we chose this vintage of Entrepreneur. Um, The 2020 vintage was number one, the third year in what they're calling a trilogy of great Bordeaux years. Um, some people are calling it the first true trilogy. Um, others say that 1989 and 90 and 91 were a trilogy. Um, it's up for debate, but uh, what is not up for debate is that 2020, 2018, and 2019 were great years with 2020 and 2019 um, battling for that top spot. So we were looking at that one from It's a Great Vintage 2 in the late 2000s and early 2010 era. Um, due to a lot of interest from Asia, the entrepreneur market got really kind of hot and overheated. Um, Chateau were releasing their wines at higher and higher prices, basically eliminating the value of purchasing early. Um, by the time the wines were released, they were pretty much the same price. Um, luckily with COVID, well, not luckily, but thanks to COVID, uh, there was a big correction last year. Prices were down over 20% uh, compared to 2018. And what we're seeing in this year is, again, the wines are better than 2018s, but they're still at a discount, um, over 3% lower average price per release than in 2018. So we saw a good value for our investors, but we also saw a great vintage. So that's kind of how we chose this year. Um, I mean, obviously, and it's the most recent year. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of producers, we worked with one of our master of, uh, masters of wine, Adam LaPierre, to kind of really craft what he viewed as a, a good bundle um, of these wines um, based on what his uh, company that he, we work with uh, also has been Folio as our merchant partner. Um, it's kind of seeing in the market and what they're seeing in terms of allocations. And yeah, we have over 23 producers in this collection, uh, four of the five top first gross or the, of the first gross on the left bank, which is really exciting, um, including Lafitte, um, Mouton Rothschild, um, we have Marco, and we also have Hobrion. Um, we're only missing Latour, um, but luckily, you know, we, we just had some Latour in our, our Bordeaux Classics collection, so we aren't too um, heartbroken over that. And then we have a bunch of the stars from the right bank as well, including Cheval Blanc and um, well, the Angelus, which we haven't actually featured any wines from yeah. Angelus yet. Yeah, it's outstanding. It's it's a highly coveted collection. I'm very excited about it. When does it launch? Yeah, so it goes live um, on October 13th at noon. So a week from the day that this is being uh, recorded. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have a couple, you know, educational series to help you really get up to date and up to speed before the collection. Uh, we'll be releasing a 
video. Actually, it'll be a live video with Adam LaPierre um, on Friday. If you tune in, it'll be at noon Pacific time, three Eastern time. Uh, there we'll basically cover again in detail the wines in the collection and what makes on such a good value. On uh, Monday, we'll be releasing the full article, um, kind of outlining deeper insights into on again, um, what makes it so valuable and why this is the right time to get into the on market. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday goes live, the collection right at noon Eastern, um, as it has been. And yeah, we're really excited. So how do people view um, the information with Adam and his presentation? Where do they find that? Yeah, so right now, the main ways to find that are to subscribe to our mailing list. Um, we'll email everybody with updates um, on the Thursday before. Um, we're going to be aiming to have these producer and expert insight um, podcasts and interviews. Um, well, not the podcast, but Zooms and interviews every mm-hmm. Friday before a collection launch. And okay. then we'll also be posting on social um, and then hopefully um, soon with this website upgrade that Nick's talking about, we'll have features on our website too. So you should be able to go and kind of keep tabs on what's coming up. That's excellent. Thanks, Billy. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we've got the futures collection. We're going to have more hires coming up. Um, we're looking for a growth marketer, potentially another developer, and we're really growing over here at Vint. So um, if you have any interest in the collections, potentially joining the team, know somebody who might be a great fit for um, a fast-paced, high-growth startup environment, feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, we're, we're really accessible on the website via email, but we appreciate all the support and um, look forward to doing more of these. Yeah, and then I'll just build on that. Looking forward, just to update everyone, we have more collections in the pipeline that are about to be finalized, which is very exciting. And then we're also looking to introduce, this is kind of a little sneak peek, potentially um, corresponding boxes of wine where you can taste wines that kind of correlate to our collections. Um, so we'll, we'll be releasing more information on those, but we should have something very soon about a very limited release of wines um, from Napa that'll correspond, you know, as with our past Napa collection, and then another batch um, potentially corresponding with more of our collections. So we, we've heard people really want to try to be able to drink some of the wines um, that are related to the wines they're investing in. Uh, so we're, we're really excited to be able to bring you guys kind of a, a tangible experience there. And then the second part of tangibility is we're looking at some events down the line as well. So stay tuned. Um, we're looking to really bring the Vint experience to you guys and let you physically enjoy it more. So we're really excited for the what the next quarter has to bring. That sounds fantastic. Great. And as a final reminder, um, we may use forward-looking statements that are subject to various risk risks and uncertainties. Um, and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Uh, we are not providing any investment tax or legal advice. We would um, tell you to consult with your uh, professionals for that. All right. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>